Welcome to this week's episode of The Bourbon Hunters. On this episode, we host a Zoom call with Chris Walters of Knows Your Bourbon as we discuss his product and taste some Old Grandad 114 and Old Ezra 7. But before we get started, let me tell you about our sponsor, Unicorn Nation Apparel. Magical apparel for magical people. Check them out on their website at www.unicornnationapparel.com for some amazing designs or reach out to them for custom shirt ideas with no minimum orders and unlimited printing colors. Again, reach out to them at www.unicornnationapparel.com. This was a great conversation from start to finish, so sit back, grab a pour, kick up your feet, and enjoy. So welcome to another episode of the uh, Bourbon Hunters. I am Dude Pool, and I'm joined by Tyler Schaefer, and we've also got Chris Walters here from uh, Knows Your Bourbon. Tyler, you already hey guys, falling asleep, buddy? <laughs> uh, not much, man. It's a uh, late night for us. We just uh, Tyler and I just actually got back from the uh, Bourbon Trail last night about nine o'clock. So we. Uh, oh, and, nice. Yeah, well, kind of. We initially planned to go down and wait in line for the birthday bourbon. And then uh, inside of our cancellation of Airbnb, they announced that they were only going to do it online and you weren't going to get to stand in line. So, oh my gosh. So instead, we just went ahead and did a little whirlwind tour of, um, you know, the bourbon trail. So it was a good time. That's though. awesome. Which, uh, which, which um, um, distilleries did you guys hit? So we spent the night in Louisville. Uh, went to on the way down from Columbus. We stopped at Party Source in Cincinnati, which is a um, fantastic, insanely large store. Um, then we went to Westport Wine and Whiskey, which is a pretty mm-hmm. famous uh, place just outside of Louisville. Stayed in Louisville. Then we went from there in the morning. First place we went to was Lux Row. Mm-hmm. Um, went from Lux Row down or we went to go to our (laughs) buffalo trace uh but once we plugged it in and realized it was not 45 minutes it was more like an hour we were going to be like 20 minutes late to our uh our tasting uh we were about halfway there and we're like hey let's just go to you know wild turkey drove to wild turkey wild turkey's closed uh (laughs) we're like (laughs) So we left Wild Turkey, went on over to uh, Four Roses, um, just went to the gift shop, just saw if they had anything cool. Um, and they had what? It was a single barrel. That day, it was a specific uh, distiller selected single barrel. Yeah. It wasn't um, like a barrel same, proof or anything. It was just a regular single yeah. barrel, but and same it was recipe the same, too. The same batch as they normally do, but it was just like, I guess it produced different notes. Well, they're all single um, barrels, but it's the same recipe that they're that the yeah. single barrels go from. So it was just yeah. you know as barrels can unique. be a little unique, yeah, right. So that's cool. So we were then going to leave and continue on to Buffalo Trace, um, but we decided to turn back around and go to Heaven Hill. Um, we went to to lunch in Bardstown at what was that? Burgers, Bar- Bardstown and- Burgers. Burgers and shakes or something like that. At Bardstown Burgers, I think. I don't know. Either, dude. We lost. You, you lose me again? Seriously? 
You lost yeah. me again. That's uh, yeah. That time it was your uh, your feed. But anyway, Chris. Um, so we went. Uh, then we went on the Heaven Hill Connor Sewer tour. I did that one. Um, that, that was fun. So, so when you were there, what was their highest end bourbon that they tasted and let you purchase? It was a William Heaven Hill, and I think it was the fourteen. Okay, and this was yeah, that's what we had, but it was the eighth of, edition. This yeah, year. this yeah. was spring of twenty nineteen. And I remember gotcha. being like, man, I was like, that is good. But then I saw the price tag. I was like, yeah, I might, us, yeah. I'm going to get one of those, <laughs> one of those grenades and just call it, yeah. call it a day. That's, that's so how, did. how that's are the grenades? They're really good. I, I think they're really something special. What are they? 125 proof. Yep. Um, I think they're really good. So I was Elijah Craig 18 is my absolute favorite. Nice. Um, and I was just like praying that they would have that. Um, and I've heard that they've had that, they've had the old fits and I bet you, if you go in the fall before the November, December release of the, of the Elijah Craig 18, they probably will have the old fits, the 14 they just announced. And then in the December, they'll probably have the Elijah Craig 18. I bet. Yeah. So that's, that's where hope. And then, uh, from there we went to Buffalo trace. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then from Buffalo Trace, we went to Bourbon Thirty to do uh, a bottle pick. Well, cool. yeah, it's basically Which, you th- do your own thieving. You get to you know pick. It's kind of like a barrel pick, but you only get a bottle out of it unless you want to pay more. That's pretty cool. So yeah, it was it was yeah. really neat. That was uh, quite the experience. That's yeah. awesome. You have to be careful though, because it's all barrel proof. You're like sitting there taking these little tasters and. You know, about five or six in, and you're like, "Oh." <laughs> well, it was a good thing that it was it was about 130 degrees in that that building because Ooh. I would have been drunk quick. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt. So, all uh, right. So, real quick, let's talk about um, knows your bourbon. Um, any new things that you have to talk about with that? Um, just what all gave you the idea, and then you know, just talk about the the little sets here and stuff like that too. Yeah, absolutely. So Nose Your Bourbon um, is a bourbon nosing kit. So, you know, if you're familiar with wine wine reviews and bourbon, you know, reviews with tasting notes that have these, you know, dark chocolate and dry cherries and, you know, vanilla and caramel and all these different notes. And you read that. And if you're, if you're frustrated, like I was thinking, I am not picking up any of that. I just taste spice or I taste sweet. Like that's as far as I can get with my, my vocab on, on describing yeah. what I'm tasting. So it's either a lack of training or people are just making this stuff up. Right. So sure. I had, I had to figure that out for myself and I reached out to a friend of mine that has an amazing palate and was very descriptive when he gave notes. And I said, you know, Seth, what, how did you get to this level? Like, what did you practice? Did you buy some type of, you know, kit online or something like that? And, you know, the, the idea of a nosing kit, I had seen them before, and they were $300, you know, they're perfume grade. They're, they're probably amazing, but they're $300. Like that's uh that's a lot of good bottles of bourbon I could buy instead of that thing. Right. So, <laughs> so he was like, you know, just start with your, your spice cabinet, just go raid your, your cabinet and get black pepper and cinnamon and clove and nutmeg and all these different spices. And the more that you spend time with those, just, just becoming, you know, um, familiar with those scents. Like you might think you know what nutmeg smells like, or you think you know what cinnamon smells like, but when's the last time you actually smelled real cinnamon? And so that was kind of his encouragement for me. And I put together this 
you know, just for my personal use, this little kit that I had at home. And it was, it was not anything I ever could have sold or marketed or anything like that. But um, I, I put kind of a cool picture together and posted it in one of the bourbon groups. And it, it got a lot of, you know, it kind of made a big splash. People were like, this is really cool. Is this something that you're selling? Because I'd love to, to be able to pull out more nuances. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I've never really thought about that, but let me, let me get back to you, you know? So um, once I found a better case for it that had individual containers. So what, what the kit is, it's, a, it's a, um, a kit of 18 different screw top containers that represent the five different areas that you'll find on a bourbon tasting wheel. If you've ever seen a bourbon tasting wheel, um, it's got you know areas that, that represent spice. It's got areas that represent sweet. It's got areas that represent fruit, grain, and then kind of your, your wood and your nut notes. And so I knew that I wanted some, um, some you know, ingredients to smell that would represent those five categories. And that's where this whole thing kind of came from. I put it together for myself. It got some traction. And then I started selling them locally set up a little Etsy store. And now um, I just broke a thousand units sold between Etsy direct and some wholesale orders and things. So I, I couldn't be happier with the, the success, but it's been, that's awesome. It's, it's yeah, been a while. Yeah. That's thank awesome. you. Yeah. Thank you. So uh, anything new on, or anything coming on the horizon that uh, you go ahead. Yeah, definitely. So um, I just recently added um, some Glencairns to my Etsy store. So if you're looking for good glassware, um, I think the Glencairn is probably the best, you know, um, bourbon tasting glass because of the, you know, the way that it's a tulip shape and you've got the the kind of bulb at the bottom where you can get a little bit of a swirl to agitate, get some of those, especially on a barrel proof bourbon or something that really needs some time to air out. Um, then it comes together at the top. It kind of concentrates, especially helpful for maybe an 80 proof or 90 proof bourbon that, that may not have a lot going on for it. But if you put it in the right glass, you can really start to pull out some of those, you know, those characteristics on there. So I got some, some branded Glencairns on my Etsy store, just launched those in the last month or so. Nice. Um, I, I designed a blind tasting um, sheet that you can go through because it's what I found is like, I'll sit down one night with three or four up to, you know, maybe six pours and like, okay, I'm going to blind myself on these. I'm going to mix all the glasses up. Maybe I mark them on the bottom and I want to come away with a, a ranking order because um, I'm a huge fan of, of blind tastings because it takes all of your price and brand and preconceived notions right, out of it. Bias. And it just focuses yeah. on what tastes best to you. And so it was, I was finding it really hard for myself. I was coming up with my own little like numbered system. This one's about an 8.5 out of 10. It was just arbitrary, <laughs> yeah. but I used it to rank against the, the next one. So this bourbon tasting sheet that I designed, actually it kind of forces you through a framework where you, you, um, you give it a score based on nose, you give it a score based on palate, you give it a score based on finish, but then you keep going. And there's some other things like, is it unique? Is it balanced? Um, is it, is it a good value? You know, different, some different things like that, where you can kind of mark it down. And at the end, you come away with a, a numbered score. And so by definition, you've just put them in a ranking order because you can just look at your scores and compare. Right. So um, I launched that as a PDF download. It's $3. So, you know, like nice. it was something that, that really kind of helped me. And so I wanted to, wanted to get that out there. That's cool. Um, yeah. and, then, and then the last thing that I recently launched, I worked with two other Etsy store owners um, to kind of put a bundle of things together. So if you're looking for a great gift idea, Christmas is coming up and you've got a bourbon enthusiast in your, your life and you're not sure what to get them. There's a, not a, not a great chance that you could go to a local liquor store and pick up a bottle that they don't already have or something that they're really seeking after. They've probably already got those connections, right? But this, this kit is two of my Glencairn glasses. It's the nosing kit. 
it's that tasting sheet that we talked about. And then two other things that are super cool. It's a, a genuine leather tasting note journal that has pre-printed pages inside of it that are to take notes on like what distillery, what bourbon, what was the proof, what were your thoughts about it? And so you can kind of just keep a log of everything you've tasted in this awesome leather bound journal and then a whiskey barrel pen to go with that. Because of course you have to write with a whiskey barrel pen if you're going to be writing in a leather journal, right? It just makes sense. So yeah, kind of bundle all that together. It's literally just add bourbon. Like if you got this and you had a bottle of bourbon, you are set for a, a really fun night. You should uh, sell a shirt with that too. <laughs> no, right. <laughs> I, I own a shirt business. I was just uh, oh, nice. <laughs> pl- plugging myself there. <laughs> Oh, we should talk. We should talk. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Um, so yeah, I, I, I just kind of threw up my own store today too on my site, uh, that nice. Tyler and I have, um, and it's basically just a, a few different shirts. I'm going to start making more and more bourbon shirts, but right now it's just like three different shirts. One's like our logo and podcast. And then we have, we do uh Kinsey drams. So like, we, you know, similar to the Glen Karen, but just a little bit different, you know, the bulbous yep. bottom and, and, a little bit of, I think, a, yeah, a yeah. wider opening at the top. So it's, um, but still, mm-hmm. again, you know, a nice aroma glass. So, so yeah. let's, uh, yeah, let's, those are great. Let's talk here real quick on, uh, right now we've got the old Ezra 7 in front of us. And, uh, mm-hmm. this is the, uh, 117 proof, right? So this is the, um, the more recent, yep. uh, old Ezra 7. So let's talk through this and, and, you know, how we would use your kit as we're doing this, uh, as we're doing this tasting. Yep. So where I typically tell people to start with, with a kit like mine is, um, you know, as you, as you take a a glass of bourbon and you kind of bring it to your, you bring it to your nose, right. Depending on the proof might depend on how close you want to get that. You might not want to dig your nose into the glass if it's 130 proof bookers. You, that might be the last thing you smell for the next 10 minutes. (laughs) So you got to be careful, be, be aware of the proof. Um, and you can kind of start with your, your glass, maybe like almost touching your, your lip, not all the way, you know, down, maybe don't dig in there, but just set it on your lip and just go ahead and, and breathe in. One tip that I've picked up is if you can keep your mouth open while you're breathing in through your nose, what it'll do is actually cut down on the, the alcohol burn and you'll get more of the flavor of, of what you're smelling. So sounds super awkward, but, you know, go ahead and give that a try. It's so interesting, too, because we've heard, you know, three or four different ways to nose a bourbon where you're not, you know, just overwhelming your nose. Like I think the first time Tyler and I went to a place, exactly. they told us to put it in your nose in there, breathe through your mouth. And then another one was uh, this Heaven Hill. They just told us purse your lips and then breathe in through yep. your mouth instead of through your nose with a pursed lip. Um, and that was interesting too. I think it worked That's for funny. me the first time, but then after that, I didn't. I didn't get anything <laughs> after that. It's almost like a. <laughs> To be honest, uh, Angel's Envy has been the most spot on for me of uh, just putting it to your nose mm-hmm. and breathing in through your mouth. And it's it's unique. Like, I mean, you're not yeah, and that's very similar you're not to what getting you're saying anything too. up through your nose. Right. Yeah. And it's just drawing yeah, I mean, it in, you know, not as not as aggressively through your nose. That's the big difference. And right. I think this, like you said, though, how far you throw your nose into it, you know, I think the proof is going to help determine, you know, should I Definitely. just really dig my nose in there or just kind of hover it over top? But Definitely. Yeah. And it's, uh, I mean, our, our nose and our palate is so tightly tied together. You know, if you've ever had mm-hmm. a cold, you know, you can't taste anything. It's right. like the most frustrating week of your life. But, um, but sometimes yeah, when so, you I smell mean, something is, terrible, you think, Oh, that would just, you can just imagine the is, taste, you know, <laughs> this is all, uh, allergy season for me. Yeah. So, he's he's yep. miserable right now. <laughs> okay. So we've nosed it. What's the next, what's the next step? Yeah. So do? if you're, if you're nosing, right. And you're, you're trying to 
the whole point of a nosing kit like this is just to help you build vocabulary to describe what you're smelling, what sure. you're tasting. Because it's one thing to get together with a group of friends and be like, did you like it? Did you not? Um, why didn't you like it? Was it was it too spicy? Was it too sweet? That's that's a great place to start. But if we can just ratchet the conversation up one notch and, and take it um, a little bit further, okay, it's sweet. Let's get more specific. So if you go to nose this bourbon and you think, wow, that was spicy or wow, that was sweet. Let's, you know, take the section of the nosing kit that is designated for sweet and let's dig into that. Okay. Was it, you know, caramel sweet? I'm going to open up my caramel container and smell caramel. And then I'm going to go back and nose the glass was, is that the type of sweetness I'm getting in that? And if it, if it is, you'll find that that really kind of leaps out of the glass. Um, Maybe it's honey sweetness, maybe it's chocolate sweetness. And so on this one, I actually got, um, I got graham cracker, that kind of like bready, um, you know, a little bit of cookie cracker on there. Then I got marshmallow. So you can see where this is going. And, mm-hmm. and no, I don't have marshmallows in my kit. Um, <laughs> then he's like, I'm thinking campfire and I'm immediately going s'mores. Like yeah. this, there, there's a very like s'mores dessert note about this that I really love on the, on the nose. Do you think that has so, anything to do with that charcoal mellowing that they do so- or... It could, yeah, hundred percent. So, so Chris, I think the graham crackers is very spot on, and I yeah. was like trying to find that because I was like, "There's a there's a hint of sweetness, but I can't really put my um, put my nose on it." <laughs> um, so, so, what what would you say for that then? Like a brown sugar, but, maybe a little bit of cinnamon. Like what what would you from a gra- from a graham cracker? Partially thought? of where I think that comes from is the allspice. Yeah. Um, okay. I I think some of the allspice is added in there um maybe some of the chocolate as well Mm -hmm. Uh, but just a hint yeah and so what what i found is like there's there's 18 items that are in this kit you've got you know vanilla caramel honey chocolate brown sugar then it switches to the spice you've got mint cinnamon black pepper clove allspice leather tobacco then you go to your wood and nut notes you've got peanut and uh, toasted oak dried cherries for the fruit aspect. And then the grains, you've got corn, wheat, and rye. Yeah. Um, so obviously there's there, if you ever look at a bourbon tasting wheel, there's way more, like there's sure. at least 18 more things on there. You're asking yeah. earlier, like what's next, like a, a, a next level kit. Like there's a, there's at least another kit worth of stuff that I could pull out of the bourbon tasting wheel to plug in there. And one of the things I have is graham cracker crumbs in my second kit that I'm kind of experimenting with. So it might not be that you have to stretch too far. You might not have to piece together brown sugar and chocolate. Like it might just be you're actually nosing graham cracker, right? But what I nice. found is as I spend more time with these ingredients, it has helped me identify other ingredients that are not in my next kit. They're not in a kit that I would ever put together, but it's just right. something about getting your mind around like aroma and baking and cooking. You just start to find more things that that leap out to you it's it's pretty wild so what i could see too is you have this nice kit that uh, this is you know like you mentioned it's got a a well-encompassing you know variety of things but even maybe having like a part two or an advanced kit or something where another 18 that are different than these so they could buy the first one and then get those you know customers coming back again i one of the things i'm going to business geek out a little bit but one of the things we did in college was they called it one-to-one marketing where it's not like yep. sell as many things as you can to uh as many people as you can it's sell as many things as you can to one person so like it's if, so much it's so much cheaper to market to the the same same person right. you know sell another product to the same person than to find a new customer right so yeah <laughs> yeah don't sell one thing to many people sell many things to one person basically yep. was the kind of idea exactly but, 
So let's go yeah, ahead so and for, taste this real quick. Uh, yeah, sorry. For sure. No, I'll, you're good. I'll let you continue after that. I, I was going to say for, for the longest time, the only thing I had on my, my Etsy store was, was a nosing kit. So like you'd go there and you're used to seeing like eight or 10 or 20 things. And there was one item. And so I was like, I've got to launch something else. <laughs> sure. <laughs> That's interesting. So on, I, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. On, on the taste, um, as far as like, um, any, any tips or like my, my personal way that I approach it, um, bring just a small amount of, of liquid into your mouth and kind of chew it around in your palate. You probably, probably heard of the you know, Kentucky chew. Yep. So what you're doing is you're spreading the bourbon around the different parts of your tongue that are, that are designed to pick up different, you know, your salty, your bitter, your sweet, dip, those, those different notes, you're coating your entire palate. Right. And then when you've chewed it for maybe five or 10 seconds, then go ahead and swallow it down. Yeah. And it's going to um, kind of open up the more that it sits on your palate. That first, especially if it's the first drink you've had today, don't expect to get like, oh, I just rambled off 10 descriptors of what right. I was tasting. No, Completely it might just be alcohol. With, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The visceral experience. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was uh, Peggy No Stevens uh, gave a tip on a, a tasting recently where she said to blow out right after you, you take your first sip and swallow it on down, blow out. And then, uh, you know, see if, see if that makes anything come alive. I thought that was kind of an, an interesting tip. Uh, and just, I've never heard anyone say this, but one thing that I do sometimes is I'll blow out like you just said, but then is immediately blow back in or mm -hmm. suck back in, I guess. Um, that, that would be weird, but suck back <laughs> in. And, um, and then you almost get that, uh, the nosing through your mouth when you mm -hmm. suck it back in after you've blown it out. Like it's, you get that initial like blow of the of the big alcohol and all that stuff and the vapors out of your mouth. And then what's still hanging around, you kind of suck back in again and you can almost taste yeah. the smell. Not on this, on the, on the palate, I got, um, kind of a cayenne, a cayenne pepper spice up front. Um, and then it transitioned to Oak. I got a little bit of red apple in there. It was definitely like a red, a red fruit. Um, some, uh, some, some vanilla as well. Um, and then on the finish, it transitions over for me, um, it's nice and long, but still um, oak spice and and those red fruits are are lingering for me. So I think this is a this is a great pour, especially for the price. Yeah. What is this like? Forty fifty bucks? I think it's fifty dollars. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it it what's funny is that the uh, distillery it was twenty dollars more, right, Tyler? Yesterday <laughs> it was seventy. It's seventy dollars. We get it here oh in Ohio gosh. because we're we're a control state, so we get it for the actual MSRP, mm -hmm. which is the mm -hmm. the fifty. Um, but of course we were talking too, like the convenience of just knowing you can walk in and get old, old Ezra seven. It's never here. Like I, yep. I accidentally got it. It actually just popped up on my time hop from two years ago. I accidentally got it two years ago, mm -hmm. not knowing what I was getting. And yep. I was kind of newer to the, you know, the, the bourbon. And I was like, oh, that's a cool looking bottle. I'll get that. <laughs> and, and then it just so happened. I never found it again, but I loved it. I was like, oh my gosh. And I couldn't yeah. find it. Couldn't find it. And then it, it was just this year. I got two more bottles, but wow. But yeah, so I, Go ahead. I don't know that I've seen it on the shelves here in, in Georgia either. I got it. Um, it was, there's some of the stores will do like, Oh, if you spend, you know, above this amount on other stuff, wine and beer, whatever, then you can, then you can buy this like more allocated stuff. Sure. I'm pretty sure I picked it up on, on that. that and uh, mine's about mm, two thirds gone. So it'll be yeah. a sad day when that one's gone. My first one that I got a couple of years ago, I just finished like two weeks ago. And I think that <laughs> one was the older, uh, that's not the 117. Uh, what was it before? Like a one, the, the seven year one Oh one one Oh one. Yeah. yeah. I, so I had, yep. so that's not the one I had actually, but I did, I've seen that one still on the shelves a couple of places I've been to, Yeah, which is interesting. So I guess that I one's had pretty good too. One. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, for me, I think I get the vanilla for sure. Um, I I almost uh, there's something about that allspice now that I smelled it that I'm tasting. Um, yeah. And yeah. then and then on the finish, it is a medium to long finish for me. Mm-hmm. It doesn't live in my chest for you know like some of those yeah. some of those uh, late blooming uh, finishes do. Uh, it's an immediate you know finish for me, and it. Um, I get some pepper. I get a little bit of, uh, you know, spice there, maybe the rye spice, I guess, but it, like you said, it's not a high yeah. rye. So, um, but mm-hmm. it, for me, I, and I, I know I go back cause it's a charcoal mellowed bourbon, but I feel like it's very mellow and I know that I'm borrowing from the label, but I, I feel like for as strong of a, you know, one seventeen, <laughs> that's, that's strong. I mean, really that a lot of things are cask strength. This is technically a cask strength too, or barrel strength, they call it. <laughs> but like, you know, I know that there's some 130s and 120s and stuff like that, but you know, a lot of 117s are are a very strong cast strength, and I don't feel like this this um, I don't feel like it actually uh, presents as a cask strength, in my opinion. I feel like it's yeah. more like a, in the 10 something range is what it tastes like. The 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 hog is is very long, but it's mm-hmm. not. It's not a big one, you know, it's just a, just a, a, a nice, easy, mellow hug that lasts. And, and it's a, it's a long finish, which I really like. Um, I picked it up in the smell a little bit on the nose, but the more I drink the cherry, um, you know, this is Chris mm-hmm. said the dark fruit yeah. and I can usually pick up like a dark fruit, you whether do. it's like pomegranate or, yeah. you know, um, but this and the allspice, the, you know, the trip between the cherry and the allspice is what really stands out to me. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. What definitely the, baking, baking spices. Dude, do you, do you have the notes pulled up and what they say it is? Or I what don't. they list I was, the notes I as? was going in blind um, just because <laughs> I knew we were doing the nosing kit and stuff. So I didn't want to, I didn't want to uh, bias myself before I started. But yeah, while we're talking a little bit more, I can bring that up. So no worries. So one question I had for you, Chris, mm-hmm. and... This isn't whether I have a feeling that it would be, you know, right or wrong, but have you played around with, it would be more expensive, but glass jars versus plastic? So I haven't. The, the, main, the main challenge with that is, is finding a case that fits all of the containers too. And gotcha. so, um, you know, if you're, if you're going glass, you probably need to go with a wood container and then all of a sudden the cost of the kit goes up so the price yeah. has to has to go up with it, and all of a sudden I'm floating yeah. up to that three hundred dollar price point. Exactly. So yeah, I've I've um, I've definitely thought about it. You know, as as like the best, most neutral um, object that you could put something in would be glass and would have no type of smell or anything like that. But actually, with this with these plastic um, kits, I've, and I've had some some questions come like, oh, well, do you, is there like a plastic smell? I've never once picked up a plastic uh, yeah, smell no, coming, I haven't coming off of these containers. So. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely something I've I've thought about. I think it's just uh, for the price point that I'm that I'm at. This this seems to kind of fit that that bill. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. Like cool. you, you said, there's already some high end, you know, perfume quality, you know, uh, nosing kits out there. I think you're trying to fill a different a different uh, market. So that makes sense. You want to try to keep it, you know, cheap from a price perspective, but as high yeah. quality with that with that uh, price. So what what's interesting yeah. to me about this is I'm looking at the mash bill and I know we already said that it was a uh, a low rye. Uh, this has 78% corn, 12% malted barley, 10% rye. So rye, yeah, rye is not even the secondary grain. It's it's uh, malted barley, which could play into some of that smoothness and that you know 
because uh, malted barley for the most for a long time was just used for kickstarting that fermentation process. But you know, I think people have started to realize it actually contributes a decent taste and flavor mm-hmm. to the to the palate. So. Um, you know, you've been seeing some, as of, you know, the last few years, some, some, uh, companies really start to play with a higher malted barley percentage. Um, and I think that that definitely shines a light on the malted barley here. I I think that there's more at play from that malted barley than I, than I originally thought of, because I didn't realize the malted barley was that high. This is probably where a lot of the fruit notes come from. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have had, uh, any of Chattanooga whiskey's products, yes. but they're they're a, a Tennessee high malt, mm-hmm. um, and so their stuff is super high yep. on, on the on the malt um, character, and it's a lot of it is really really fruity. It's really good. Yeah, we just he, did, he uh, loves it. Yeah, we I just did. A, so I belong to a Bourbon Enthusiast a Barrel Club, mm-hmm. and they just did a Chattanooga whiskey uh, bourbon, and oh cool. my gosh, it was it's one of my favorites. That and. Taconic that we did are probably my two favorite as of late. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, they I, I could drink those no problem. But uh, mm-hmm. let the website itself, I mean, it hits on a lot of the things that we talked about: brown sugar, caramel, vanilla, oak uh, on the nose. Um, you know, the palate it says on here, uh, sweet fruit, so uh, rich caramel, spicy oak. The heat can get in the way of the flavors at times, but doesn't muddle or suppress them to a detrimental degree. Um, this is coming from Breaking Bourbon. Uh, and then mm-hmm. the finish, it says oak spice and dark cherries ride the finish uh, out to its natural conclusion. The heat is long lasting and doesn't make it easy to forget. Um, it says it's uh, too dry and thin uh, for, on the finish, you know, more than it would than they would like. But I, I don't really get that too much. I, I mean, I do get some dryness, but that doesn't bother me on this at all. Um, yeah, it's not it's not too dry. Yeah. The more you sip on it, the, the honestly, the better it gets. I agree. I agree. It's incredible. Yeah, I love this bourbon. It's been one of my favorites for a long time, and uh, I, you know, it, I wasn't drinking it super fast. As Tyler knows, I, I had a hard time even opening bottles until I could get a second bottle. Um, <laughs> but this one, I just couldn't help, and I, I was just slowly visiting it until I found another one. Then I finally finished it off. So, so what do you guys? Uh, so on our show, uh, Chris, what we like to do is, you know, we we say hunt, um, shelf, or pass. Hunt mm-hmm. meaning. And value, you know, price, all that stuff comes into play. Um, you know, how hard it is to find comes into play. Um, you know, obviously, if it's something that's Evan Williams, you know, that you find on the shelf every day, you know, you don't have to hunt for it. But, uh, yep. you know, for us, for me, this is a hunt. If I hear old Ezra 7 is going to be out and I'm running low, I'm going to go get it. Um, I don't know how you guys feel about it. I mean, it makes it a little bit tougher when we've been to the bourbon trail and you see like, 30 of them on the shelf <laughs> and you have no problem getting it when you go down there. And we're so yeah. close to it that it's, you know, we could always just make a trip. But anyway, for me, I, I call this a hunt. Yeah. I would say, I would say the same. I'd say the same. If you, if you knew that you could go, you know, Oh, somebody just got a case of it and you're, you're, you're local and pop in there. You can go grab a bottle. I, I would do it in a heartbeat. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. All right. I agree. So we've also got some old granddad, uh, 114. Or 114 Old Granddad, however you say it. The 114's, I guess, above the Old Granddad, but I've always called it Old Granddad 114. So, generally speaking, what do you, um, I mean, I usually just rinse out my glass with some water um, and then just kind of swirl it around and then drink that down just to kind of help cleanse the palate and cleanse the glass. But, uh, yep. 
I don't know if you go fresh glass or what. I've got I've got way too many glasses now, so I've I've got a, a fresh glass. I for do it, too. Yeah. So we. I grabbed a new one. <laughs> that's. I mean, if if I'm drinking by myself, I usually just rinse it out. If we have people over doing the podcast, I just rinse it out. But you know, if I'm really trying to to do something, I'll use a secondary glass. But yeah. So um. Ooh. All right. That water. A little colder than I thoughts, get. I, I get apple. I get apple right away. It's it's funny when I Licorice? first when I first poured it, um, and I don't get this anymore. But on a fresh pour, I got I got like a blueberry cobbler note. I don't know what. Like I'm I must be hungry tonight or something. But yeah, I'm excited um, now. You this like this. blueberry and this like this crust or the the kind of you know crumbly. Um, you know, filling there for a blueberry cobbler, but um, it's super sweet on the nose. Get, yeah, red licorice. Have you ever? Um, there's there's a faint note of you know when you first crack a, a can of tennis balls, like that fresh crack, the the brand new tennis balls. You ever smelled that before? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like the, <laughs> there's some no, there's I, something on there that's that takes me back immediately. I, I don't know what's going on, but I'm not getting much of a nose on this at all. So I don't know. What? I, yeah, I'm going to have to agitate it or something because I'm not getting so, anything. <laughs> that doesn't happen to me very often. Normally, like I'm having to throw my nose in there and the, the uh, I don't know if I did too much on the last one. This is also a COVID mm-hmm. test apparently. So maybe maybe that's what it is. <laughs> All right, now I'm starting to get some stuff. Okay, hold on. I feel like I'm getting, I don't know, maybe a little leather. I don't know if you guys get any of that. Yeah, I can see that. That's really what's popping out of me right now. Um, so, so, Chris, one thing that I, I don't know that it's like my thing, um, but stuff that's th- something that stands out to me in, in various bourbons is like a mouthfeel. Yep. Um, yeah. Like and this immediately was just unique. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's pretty light and airy. Yeah, actually, it's funny that you mentioned mouthfeel because I, I usually won't add it to my notes unless it's something that really stands out to me. Like it's either super dry or super creamy. And yeah. I put this one yeah. is really creamy. Like it is like, but it's uh, like a light, creamy. even though. Yeah, even though there's that spice character to it, obviously from the high rye and the and the proof, it's still like really creamy. Which how do you do that? How do you get creamy yeah. and super spicy? It's pretty pretty interesting. Yeah, like but you're and, right. And though, usually, Tyler, the, I get a I get like a light uh, viscosity. Yeah. It, it's like it's oil. It's it's it feels like it's thick, but not but also light at the same time. I don't mm-hmm. I don't know how to explain it, but. The the um I probably one of the the crazier ones is the Elijah Craig. Uh, barrel proof that that I have, so I have the C nine one nine. Okay, um, and that is like it's, it's basically like a damn maple syrup, you know. <laughs> well, um, I think Chris, you sent us a. Remember when we did that barrel proof uh, mm-hmm. podcast? Yep. Chris had sent us two of those. I had one, and and Tyler had one, so we had four. And we're doing four nice. barrel proof, you know, which oh, those are all yes. over 120, I think, except for except for maybe one oh, was yeah. in the one teens, but I think they were all over 120. One was like 136 or something like that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, mine was. I, that one, I think mine is. 
was 138. And surprisingly, that was the most balanced. Like, it didn't have yeah. a ton of punch you in the face. That um, was interesting. Yeah, the highest proof was actually the, the most balanced of all of them, and it, and it didn't feel like the highest proof. Yeah. That's funny. But they did. That's the one yeah, thing getting, the Elijah Craig had was a great mouthfeel on all those barrel proofs. Yeah, go ahead. I'm yeah. sorry, Chris. Yeah. I'm getting a a brightness on it that I can't quite place. Um, it might be from the that's a good the rye, almost like a citrus note, just barely. Yeah. Um, I get that. I didn't get much on the nose, but, but I'm getting it's a definitely lot got it. that. Yeah. Dude, how old is this one? Do you guys get that? Oh, I don't know. It's uh, a good question. I can. I'll look them up now. While you guys are, I don't know. I don't think it says anything on there. Do you guys? Do you guys get that that beam uh, nuttiness on this one? Yeah, for sure. Yes. That's on the back end for me. Um, did you say, so who makes this? You said Beam? Okay. This is Beam, yep. So, um, and supposedly, I thought the guy this on the was, front is Basil Hayden. Really? See, that's what I was... <laughs> you just say. Is that the same? No, is this the same as the regular old granddad, the same line? Because I thought it was a different company for some reason. Is that not correct? I don't. I have no idea. And I, but Beam is weird with their. They have different websites for some yeah. of their bourbons, even though they're the ones doing it. So maybe that's all it was. <laughs> like yeah, honestly, as far as I know, it's it's uh, it's all Beam, and I think it's the same mash bill too, just different proof points. Okay, yeah, it says dis- distillery, Jim Beam Distillery. But I know when I looked up like the website for Old Granddad, it was a completely different standalone website. Like you know, you go to Buffalo Trace, you see all their bourbons. <laughs> You know, it doesn't yeah. matter. You'll even see the, what is it? The Rock Hill Farms or whatever it is. Uh, yeah. You'll see all that stuff on their website, but then you go to Jim Beam, you see Jim Beam and all their flavored beams and all that stuff. And then, you know, that stuff's not really on their web, at least last I checked anyway, unless I'm just having a stroke and not remembering. But um, <laughs> so, yeah, the the age on this, it doesn't say. It says not specified. Um, yeah. But it is a 10% malted barley, 27% rye, and 63% corn. So this one, at least the secondary grain is the rye. Um, and I More feel I like, have of this, the super nutty. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But I do feel like the rye shines in this one um, because it does have a little bit of that spice on the back, mm-hmm. on the back of the tongue that I feel like is the rye. Um, so that, for me, is one thing that I, I – I used to hate high rye bourbons, but now I actually enjoy them. It's kind of funny. I was the same. I was the same way. Like when I first tried a lot of business products, I was like, I don't know. I don't know if that's for me. Like I'll, I'll get on board with the the barrel proof, like the two percent, the low rise, and those those I can handle. But the thirty five percent high rise, I was like, this is just too much. Like, Ooh. but it's funny how you know a lot of uh, bourbon drinkers. I, I feel like that I've talked to start with bourbon, and then they start to get into high rye bourbons, and then they get into rye. And then you start to get to some of those like MGP rides that are 95% rye. Yeah, it's just like a spearmint, yeah. spearmint bomb or something. And it's funny because for me, I'm, I haven't made the crossover quite yet to rye. Like I enjoy the piggybacks. I enjoy the Angels Envy finished rye. Those I can, I can drink. Like we just had Pikesville at Heaven Hill. And um, I, I just, I couldn't get down with that really. Um, oh, really? Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe it's, it, it's too barnyardy for me. I, I just, that's okay. uh, too like earthy. I don't know. It, yep. And that's kind of the whole reason I left. Uh, like, is it Islay scotches? Is it Islay? Is that how you say it? Or is it Islay? I, 
Islay. Islay. Yeah. Okay, whatever. I know mm-hmm. it's spelled Islay, but whatever. We're English, so or American, so we we yeah, butcher it. <laughs> um, but what was really interesting, and and I'm totally segueing here, but we did the premium tasting at Lux Row, so that was uh, it started with the uh, Rebel Ten Year Single Barrel. Nice. Uh, we went to the Blood Oath, and then we went to um, Old Ezra Seven, and then we went to the Lux Row Distillers Twelve Year. So it was nice. a, an amazing lineup. Um, if you check our Instagram, I did a picture of them um, during our tasting. It was outstanding. That's and, awesome. And then we went to Heaven Hill. We did the premium one there, and that one was uh, what were the four there? Pikesville. We did. Uh, was Eliza Craig one of them? I don't think it was. Uh, barrel proof. The yeah, barrel proof. The was. barrel proof Elijah Craig. Yeah, and then we also um, did the 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 eight edition. William of the William, William Heaven. Heaven yeah. Um, um. There's one other one in there. And I, I thought. Yeah, there was. There was four, and I don't remember what the fourth one was on that one either. But but I thought the Lux Rowan was outstanding because everything you Chris, tasted. If you there, if you if you've never had their Lux Row twelve year, I haven't. It's oh, it's, so it's good. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, I was going to get Blood Oath until I had that, and then I was like, mm, "All right, I'm getting that instead." And hopefully, Blood Oath will be there when we go back in December. So, nice. and that's a, a, I think a distillery release only or a okay. retail shop only. So, um, yeah, you can only get that's a distillery exclusive. You're right. That's what they yeah. said. Yeah, I think I think the day we were in that part of town, they were closed. I think it was a Sunday and they were like, they didn't open until noon and we had to, we had to get out of town. So I was like, Oh shoot. So now how far are you from get... the bourbon trail? Um, it's a good, it's a pretty good haul. It's, uh, it's like five and a half, six hours, oh, six hours. Okay. okay. That's not yeah. horrible. That's like for us to Nashville and that's yeah. worth going to. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, six hours is, with, <laughs> is a driving range doable thing for a long weekend. That's right. No problem. How how many times have you been, Chris? Or just just the once. So I had um, a good buddy of mine, Craig, um, is from Kentucky and had had been several times. So he was kind of my tour guide, and uh, we were um, really aggressive with our with our schedule. We were. I think I took <laughs> I took Friday. That. Yeah, I took Friday off. We drove up first thing in the morning, and we hit. Um, we were only there Friday. We came back Sunday evening. We hit Buffalo Trace, Castle and Key, Wild Turkey, Four Roses, Willet. Um, we ate at Bottle and Bond by Bardstown Bourbon Company. That the food was amazing, and their dusty bourbon list is like the most insane thing ever. So if you're ever really? back in Bardstown uh, Bourbon Company, all right, dude. Yep. December. I'm writing it down right now. Bottle Bottle and Bond Restaurant is amazing. Um, and then we went to Beam and Makers on our on our way out. So it was like, I mean, so we were, so, we were let, back to back. I've got it. I've, I've got it pulled up. Let me. So that we went in December for his birthday, and oh, we yeah. were there for. We left on Friday morning, five a.m. Five a.m. So that we could get the Buffalo Trace just in case they had, bur- you know, uh, blends yeah. or something. And yeah. uh, and then we came home Saturday evening, right? So it was like a thirty-six hour turnaround, basically. And uh, while we were there, we visited Buffalo Trace twice. We went there first thing Friday morning and then again on Saturday. Uh, we went to Old Forester, Angel's Envy, Maker's Mark, Willet, Heaven Hill, Four Roses, Woodford Reserve. Well, we didn't go to Woodford Reserve. Uh, and then we went to Wild Turkey. We did Jeez. all of that. And of those, we did tours at Maker's Mark, Buffalo Trace, and Angel's Envy. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And and I think one of the, the things that that was like, oh, I don't know, maybe the second time I've traveled with dude. Um, it it makes the trips amazing if you have if you're traveling with somebody especially something like that where you're traveling with someone that's up for whatever 
they're not like a downer, you know, they're not slow. Like we made it a point that we were basically sprinting from place to place. <laughs> I mean, and, we, we enjoyed each place. We didn't like, yeah, we just yeah. didn't linger. We just didn't linger. We didn't sprint. Like we didn't just go in, you know, buy some yeah, stuff and yeah. leave. We actually enjoyed well, the, every visitor center that we went into. Check that out. The, the, the first time we were like, oh shit, we were like driving and we're like, oh shit, this is, that's Heaven Hill right there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there were a couple so of stops we, we didn't plan. It's pretty funny. We we ran in there and, and ran into the gift shop and we're like, oh, we were maybe well, in there you, for five minutes and left. You remember why yeah. we went to Heaven Hill, right? Because we missed the turn to Willet. Like it's just off yes. of a, it's, uh, like a hill and you just yeah, run yeah. right by it and miss it. And then all of a sudden there was Heaven Hill. We're like, what? And I'm like, hey, <laughs> Willet's behind. So we just stopped at Heaven Hill and went back to Willet. Yep. That's awesome. Um. And I mean, that was, it was such a blast. And so we've kind of made it a point that every year for my birthday in December, like we'll do a, a sprint and, and I don't know how Georgia is with like the availability you guys have state controlled or whatnot, but in Ohio, things like Eagle rare and you know, that's all at MSRP. So it's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. But you just will, you won't ever see it on the shelf unless unless you're there at 9 a.m. when yep. they open. So we basically, both of us came back with like, what, anywhere from 12 to 15 <laughs> bottles a piece? Oh, it was nuts. And If you go back because, to the beginning of our Instagram, because this is when we started our Instagram. We hadn't even, we were yeah. recording that weekend was our first podcast. It was our first one. And we did a three-part series. Like, we recorded on our way down. We recorded, you know, after yep. and stuff. And and if you go to our Instagram, to our first, uh, like, week of our Instagram, you'll see the back of our, our truck when we're leaving Wild Turkey, which was <laughs> the last place full. we went to. It was just, it was, like, ridiculous. That's absolutely awesome. ridiculous. We just, we were like kids we just use it as, um, and, and I'm sure you know, you know, I don't know how, how much you bought while you were there on your little sprint, but like we used it as a, Hey, we'll never have to, you know, stand in line at a liquor store at 9am waiting for them to open. Right. So, you know, like we picked up angels, envy, Eagle rare, um, just everything that you just can't find on the shelf. You know, we got it. And, you know, both dude and I don't have anything over the top crazy like right. you won't you know we're, we're like not gonna pappy. have anything yeah same, like same with me i don't bourbon. i don't have pappy or btac any of that stuff so yeah we don't yeah. yeah we don't have any of the antique collection at all neither of us do yep um like you know we got all the 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 fantastic stuff that you know still in ohio is very hard to come by yeah we have so. most of the upper two-thirds like you probably still have my link to my uh when I first sent you the link to my Excel that you gave me the idea to do yeah. it, yeah. <laughs> mine's not nearly as detailed as yours, but uh, <laughs> I've got, you know, proof, age, and uh, name, and then if it's a bur- if it's a barrel pick, who it's from. Yeah. Um, so I've got, I'm at 170, I think now, wow. after this weekend. Before, when I sent it to you, I think it was at like 120. So yeah. in a, in a few months. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're, Georgia's a good mix of, you know, it's, it's all about picking a couple of stores, being a consistent shopper there, getting getting to know the store owners and letting them know what you like. And so there's usually like a, hey, do you, do you have anything in the back? Like, what are you looking for? You're kind of like, I wish you would just tell me what you had in the back. I'll tell you what I want. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah if like, you have a couple... Of, it's like bourbon roulette. <laughs> like, I know, I want to see your back room. I bet it's crazy. But um, if you have a couple of things in, in mind that you can kind of, you know, 
consistently shop there and, you know, buy your beer, buy your wine there too. Just, you know, continue to, to kind of show face and eventually they'll, they'll end up taking care of you, which is what my experience has been. But I've heard um, that from a ton of places, but Ohio is not like that at all. I know. Yeah, so Ohio, just... once they sell it, once, once one of them is sold, it has to become available. Like mm. they can't hide it in the back. They're not allowed to say to hold it off for people. They're not, the only thing they can hold it off for is like restaurants that have bought wholesale through them. So that's, that's the only thing. So, so for example, um, we have a lady and, and I, we still foster those relationships cause they'll tell you what's coming in the next day or what's in the back for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So once yeah. they receive it, according to Ohio, they have to put it out within 24 hours unless they have wow. a special allowance. Like we have a grocery chain around here called giant Eagle and the entire city wide, they mm-hmm. put it out on Saturday, even though they receive it throughout the week because people were jumping around. They got uh, OHLQ is our Ohio liquor control. And mm-hmm. uh, they got uh, permission from OHLQ to put all their stuff out citywide on Saturday. So people wouldn't go Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, <laughs> and just the same people getting, you know, just buying everything. So wow. you have to actually and, make and, a choice on Saturday of which giant eagle you're going to. And the other stuff, and, <laughs> and Chris, I don't know, in Georgia, like, is the antique collection and things like that, does that come through? Like, could you walk in a store and they had it on the shelf and it's $1,200? If Yes. If you see it on the shelf, it is absolutely going to be full secondary, maybe more. Um, and yeah. the, there's there's all kinds of, like, public shaming groups or liquor store yeah. owners that do that. People are like, oh, add them to the list. And so people get crazy <laughs> mad and blow them up, which is hilarious. But you but, know what? They sell it um, or they wouldn't be able to put it at that price. So somebody, buys somebody's it. buying it, right? Somebody's walking in with too much yeah. money yeah. and just says, yeah, you I'll cannot you. do that in Ohio. It, you, the liquor store, yeah, they're not and, allowed to do that. In Ohio. It has to be MSRP. Hmm. So, and, and but so that makes it hard to find. Yeah. Um, birthday bourbon. Now, it's it's crazy because Weller Reserve and Weller Antique. If you ever want any of that stuff, it sits on the shelf. Well, so, certain yeah. places in Ohio, in in Hilliard, where where I live, and and basically close to where he lives, it's there every week. They get Antique One Hundred and Seven and Weller Special Reserve every week. It's gone within a few hours. But wow. if you walk uh, in. Some days they'll get two or three cases and it'll be there until yeah. five or six that, and then some days Weller special reserve will still be on the shelf. Like, but they'll move it to the yeah. shelf by the next day sometimes, yeah. but there'll be three so, or four. It won't be like there's and, 20. And so the, the MSRP for the reserve here is like what? 20, 26 or something. Six. Yeah. Something oh. like that. And antique, antique is, is antique 50. just bumped up to 53. I think it used mm-hmm. to be 30 something. And now it's 50 something. They added a cork and made it a little bit taller or something like that. The bottom. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's weird how both of those are like, you know, many other States their antique is like, and you'll see, you'll see Weller special reserve for 250. Oh yeah. Gosh. And then you'll see um, antique for like, you know, three or 400 some places. I just saw some posts on, uh, some of the boards I'm on on Facebook that had it showing as like, you know, 250 for the Weller special reserve. And I think it was three or 400 for the antique. Yeah. And, and, the guy, definitely and the guy talk- bought it. The guy bought the Weller Special Reserve. Uh, I'm like, what are you doing? That's like 10 times yeah. the price. Crazy. And there's definitely some, uh, you know, holding, holding back for, for good uh, customers that, that happens. And, you know, I mean, I, I can't blame them. I, I, don't, I don't know what the answer is. I, I would hate to be a liquor store owner yeah. and have to figure that out. Like some places where we have the, the point choice, system like, and then yeah, they, do you- they don't market up too much, but you have to well, have a certain number of points to even buy it. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's a decent okay because that rewards loyalty and not just some guy who's driving around from yeah. store to store. So I'm okay with so, that. So Chris, one of um, my my buddy, he used to help run a liquor store up in Michigan. That's where I'm from, mm-hmm. and so they have a secondary market up there. Uh, yep. And the store owner explained why they do what they do. Um, and if you walk into like a normal liquor store here in Ohio, you don't get all of the bullshit that's that's in there. Like the little trinkets and shit. You know what I mean? So he said that we basically, in order to get a Pappy or Buffalo Antique Collection or, or Blanton's, like we have to sell, we have stuff. to ourselves purchase that stuff. And that takes up, you know, shelf space and whatever. And so basically to recoup their money, they have to sell those higher end things for well, a higher price. Well, that's why a lot of places, goes, I, like in those secondary markets, that's why a lot of those places will say, you have to buy this and this to receive. Like I've seen that all over the place to get, to make yeah. it, and they don't market up too much, but to buy, you know, an antique collection, you know, it's, it's reasonably priced, but you have to buy these three other liquors first. So yeah, like a Wheatley, we'll you know, a Wheatley, yeah, Wheatley vodka. vodka and then something else and something else. And then you can also buy this for regular we'll, price. We'll see guys usually after like, um, you know, after the fall season hits and all the, the allocated stuff's already dropped, you'll, you'll see people um, turn in entire cases of 1792, you know, bottled in bond or something. You're like, I know you had to buy like three cases to get, you know, an, an old, rip, <laughs> yeah. old rip or something, you know, it's right. like a, I hope it was worth it because they're usually selling the the case at a at a loss. You know, they're actually losing money on that. Yeah. The opportunity to buy the other bottoms, like man, but well, and 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 the my buddy that actually, you know, ran the liquor store up in Michigan, that was the craziest thing that dude and I have so far come across. Um, he goes, uh, well, first they had a uh, a barrel pick of blends. Mm-hmm. Um, then later in the year, you know, I had a buddy coming down from Michigan and I'm like, Hey, do you happen to have anything good in store right now? Uh, my buddy's coming through. I'll have him stop and pick it up on the way to Columbus. Mm-hmm. Um, and he goes like, we have blends. And I'm like, he's like, how many do you want? And I'm like, how many, you, gonna how give many? Us? you know, in, in Michigan, in Ohio, got? it's like, yeah, and we bought he the goes, whole case. Well, my boss will, my boss is like, well, I'll give you six. Um, and I was like, I will take all six. Yeah, that's awesome. And I took four. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, that was kind of our really cool, you know, because in Ohio, like you have blends and someone's like, what, what? How'd you get that? How'd you get that? I know, I've you got know? friends all over the place saying they're looking for blends. I'm like, oh, I've got four bottles. I, I'm yeah. one letter short yeah. of the collection. I need the S. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. So I'm going to hunt for the blends until I get the S. And then I'm going to just, I told Tyler, I'm like, after I get the collection, I'm not going to hunt for Blanton's ever again. If it's there, right. I'll buy it because I like it. Yeah. I really do like blends, yep. but it's to me, it's not worth the hunt. It's a, it's a legitimate $55 bottle of bourbon. Yeah. But outside of that, it's not a hundred dollars. amazing. The bottle right. looks incredible. And it's, and it's, yeah. and it's good. It tastes good. It's a $55 mm-hmm. bottle of bourbon. It's not an $80. It's not a hundred dollar. It's a $55 bottle of bourbon. And for right. that yeah. price, for that price, it's amazing, but yeah. when you have to hunt yeah. for it, stand in line for three hours, and you have to track it down, it, it becomes a little less worth it. Maybe the first few yeah. bottles yeah. are worth that, but then once you've had it a few times, 
again, not knocking blends. I, I really enjoy blends. I love it. It's one of my favorites, but yep. when you get it, you know, decently easy and for the MSRP, it's, it, that's where I call it a hunt. Uh, yeah. And this Chris is what I was Woods. telling earlier. Well, real quick, I was just, I've told this, but I don't think I've said it on the air. So I was at Kroger, which is one of our grocery stores. And uh, I just walked in and it just happened to be, so there's a lady at the place who's like this total bourbon Nazi, doesn't let you in, doesn't let you come in and buy <laughs> stuff until they, you know, have everything out on the shelves. They get everything on, uh, they put it out on Tuesday mornings. And some days they have everything ready to go by nine when they open. Some days their pallets are all over the floor at 930 still and they don't let you in until 10 until they... <laughs> So I just walked in and the lady wasn't in there and I'm walking around and about 10 minutes later, she comes in and she goes, how did you get in here? And I'm like, <laughs> I just walked. And I said, there was no one and there were people outside waiting around. I had no idea what for. I thought they were just waiting for stuff. to. <laughs> so I'm looking, I see the antique 107. I see this Weller special reserve. I see some, you know, floor, four roses, single barrel. And, but I don't see anything else. I'm like, yeah, I'm about to leave. She comes up to me. She's like, how did you get in here? I was like, I just came in. She's like, are you here for the Blantons? I'm like, oh, you have Blantons? She's like, yeah, it's behind the counter. Yes, I am. Because then, and I've gotten to know her. She's like a total mean person <laughs> to everybody, but like she talks me up and I talk her up. And so she's super That's nice funny. to me. And uh, she's like, well, you're already in here, I guess. I'll let you have the first one once we open up. And like, I just bypassed the entire line. <laughs> now they had two cases that day which is okay. very, very uncommon for Blanton's in Ohio. Usually it's one case and that's it. But they had two yeah. cases. I came in. There were only like six people waiting outside. So like if there was one case, someone would have been pissed because <laughs> I just walked right past the line and went right in because I'm like, it, the door's open. I'm, I'm going You guys in. waiting for it, yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. she so, let me buy a blend, and then I got to choose my uh, letter. So that was my second. Oh, to last. that's cool. That was my second to last letter. I've got one left to go. So sorry, Tyler, <laughs> go ahead. What? Chris, what do you have that is either, you know, that that you find is your great white buffalo or unicorn that you've either had use the word buffalo. that you're like, um, <laughs> that you feel is like your favorite? Gosh, there's two things that come to mind that I've never done a side by side of them. Um, and I've only owned a bottle of one of the two. So the Bell Mead um, store picks from like we have a total wine here a big box retailer okay yeah and there was a total wine 12 year bell mead pick that hit mm. like a few years back and it was 60 bucks i was like yeah, okay i'll grab one and cracked it open i was like oh my god this is amazing it's like spicy cherries all just like hit all a, the right notes for or me just a straight up uh bourbon? just a straight up it's yeah. just the the way that it um it's just that like that sweet spot mgp when they were just killing it and, you know, it was, and, and even back then, a few years ago, it was the kind of thing that like, it was gone in a few days kind of yeah. thing. Now, yeah. if anything like that were to hit the, the market here is so keen to who's dropping what, when, if you're not there in two hours, yep. it's gone. Same here. Because yeah. word travels so fast. And Facebook and, and everything else. Yeah. If, right. Yep. If you're not able to just pick up and leave right then, you've already missed it. And it's, so that's, that's kind of frustrating. We have, I, I'm actually in a pretty good location as far as having a few stores that have, you know, really good store picks and things like that. But so the Bellmead 12s and the, in those store picks are definitely up there on my list as far as like, and, and the thing that makes those like unbelievably rare and allocated now is that they're not produced anymore and they'll never come around again. So right. Yeah. You know, 
really awesome that I like something that's not even being made anymore. It's so great. yeah, I mean that's um, that's the beautiful thing though about <laughs> store picks though is like I've I keep telling this to Tyler and I not that he disagrees, but like it's something I just continuously say. I think those are a huge, huge thing right now because it gives people, you know, those those store picks give people a chance to express themselves with mm-hmm. a very common or well known, you know, already existing recipe or mash bill or whatever. And so it, yep. it almost gives you, whoever does the pick, a chance to kind of express themselves with their flavor profile. And I, I think it's really cool. And it, and it gives you some a way to buy something that's just a little bit different than what's on the shelves day to day. I love store picks. I totally, totally agree. And I think, I mean, what's more limited than a barrel that yielded 225 bottles? Right. You know, like, yeah. And that's not, why I'm part ten- of that bourbon enthusiast group because. Yeah. Exactly. I, I don't know if you're part of that or not, but but I love I'm it. Not. Yeah, I mean, they just did a bullet. Uh, I think it's a twelve year or something like that. They did a high yeah. rye and a low rye, and then they did mm-hmm. a couple of uh, rye picks, like regular rye. And um, but yeah, I, I picked the high rye today, which is odd because you know a couple of years ago I would have picked the low rye. <laughs> and um, but yeah, like you get access to these barrel picks that they've done, and if you depending on the tier, you get included in some of the barrel picks, which. Oh, cool. Yeah, I was supposed to do Old Forester with them in May, but COVID. So I didn't get to do yep. that. So I'm still kind of waiting for my barrel pick with them. But uh, is that the the Old Forester Old Forester barrel strength, the new one? I think it was going to be right before they made the cut. I think they were going to be okay. the, one of the last ones that the 90 did the, proofs, yeah. the 90 proofs, yeah. So or the 100 or whatever they did at the time. But, yeah, our our total wine just got the one uh, of the first uh, uh, barrel strength pick, and yeah. it is unbelievable. It is. I like, love Old Forester, man. I think their Mashville is outstanding. I love their stuff. So good. So, Chris, did you did you say what your second one was? Not yet. So the second one, unfortunately, like same thing. Everyone's chasing William Larue Weller. Um, ah, yeah, I, I can't. I, I hate. I hate that I love it so much. Yeah, I've never. But even man, had it. it is like. Oh my gosh! I've been fortunate to try a few different years in samples that people have sent to me and none of them have been bad and everyone has been better than 98% of anything I've ever tried. It Damn is it. just, That's, I know yeah, it's, I, know. I mean, that, that, <laughs> that high proof weeded profile with the, with yep. the on it. What is it? Is it still 17 year age dated? I'm not, I'm not sure if they, I don't if they know have if they the age anymore, but not, yeah, but I mean, it is just, it is truly, truly something special. That's yeah. Crazy. And, 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 Unfortunately, that's my second. That's that's my I, other I think um, it, there's a store or there's, a, I should say, there's a, uh, a bar around here that a um, couple of years back, you know, bourbon was really starting to take off, but it wasn't like kind of what it is still today. I mean, this yeah. was still like two, three years ago. Um, and they did um, half ounce fours hmm. of all of the um happy collection so yeah, you cool. know obviously you know you're 10 to the 20 23 um and but the the caveat of that was they only they they sold 30 tickets it was the mm-hmm. first 30 people in line um i was actually 31 oh, and the only reason gosh. i got to taste is my buddy was like up 15 15 slots but wow they they only charged if i remember right it was like 48 dollars for the whole flight and which is like amazing which is like insane um and and the bar is very well known they have 200 different whiskeys um on the wall and they're uh lizardville Uh, Lizardville, um 
Yep. And they're very well known for not upcharging any of their whiskeys. So like wow. the, the most you'll ever pay for a pour is like $11. Um, really? Yeah. Crazy. It's like you're, you know, all the way down from like four and a quarter all the way up to like 11. So they basically did that because they wanted everyone to, they wanted as many people to be able to try that as possible. That's really cool. Um, but the 15 year was my favorites out of mm-hmm. all of them. Um, but I still think of, you know, even if I've had all those, the antique collection specifically, you know, the one that you mentioned is yeah. one that I would go for over anything. Um, yeah. I've never yeah. had any of them, so I would I would go for it just because I've never had them. That's yeah. that's where I would be. But just what I've I've um of of how that's one of the better ones. It's it's a, a high wheat. That's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, I think more than anything, if well, I had to choose one bottle too, on this planet, so, yeah. yeah. One if I had one bottle on this planet that I could could have, it'd probably be that. Yeah, me too, and. As far as like other stuff that's not, you know, a pipe dream uh, that's readily available, that's my like all time favorite is probably Elijah Craig Barrel Proof. That or Stag Junior, but it, it kind of depends on the batch for me. Um, yeah. But I, I love, I mean, I want, I want to know that I'm drinking something. I love the high proof. Yeah. And both of those just really. I just hit, tried Stag Junior for, for the first time this weekend. It was good. Or I yeah. guess it wasn't this think? weekend. It was like Tuesday. It. <laughs> they like don't sell Stag Junior in Ohio. Yeah, we so don't really, we don't get it. Yeah, that's one. Not that even, we're not like, even lottery uh, or allocated or anything. Man. We don't get it. Yeah, that's that's one that we're like, God, we got to get a bottle. Um, <laughs> Your buddy Tyler. Hopefully, I actually, I, f- I found one up in Michigan and it was eighty five dollars. Hmm. Um, looking back on it, I should have I should have grabbed it just because I haven't seen it since. What's it like? Normally, like fifty five or something like that. Yeah. So it's 59 retail. I think 59. Usually, yeah. yeah, that's not a bad markup yeah. then. So I should have, I should have at the time grabbed it. Um, well, um, yeah. I know Tyler, you have to be up like butt crack of dawn for your job. Yeah. Um, I don't have to be up early, but I know I've been gone for the last few days. So my wife's probably waiting patiently upstairs <laughs> for me. Um, so real quick, Chris, tell us where we can find you and where we can find your nose, your bourbon kit. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, my online store is uh, knowsyourbourbon.etsy.com. So all spelled out, knowsyourbourbon.etsy.com. And I do have a um, 10% off code that I set up for the Dude and Tyler listeners. So it's D and T10, all spelled out like uh, for 10% off any order through the end of September. So, so, uh, so be sure 10, to check that out. I love it. T-E-N? Uh, uh, number 10, number oh, 10. Sorry, number 10. So D, okay. yeah, D and T, and then number 10 for 10% off. And then leave it out on social media. I'm at Knows Your Bourbon on uh, Instagram and Facebook. All right, so D and T, it. 10. And, that, that kit. and that's good through uh, through December, you say? Uh, through through the end of September. September, September. Okay, yeah, awesome. sorry about that. You, you're. Uh, I don't know if it happened to you too, Tyler, but you uh, kind of like like you lost your I, signal. Yeah, for a I saw it on my end too. <laughs> All right, and uh, and so the Instagram handle was what? I'm sorry. Oh, it's at knows your bourbon on Instagram and Facebook and Facebook. Okay, awesome. Yeah, and, I know. And anyone uh, listening, the the kit's fantastic. It is. You my wife actually bought it. it for me for my anniversary. 
And uh, I know Tyler, you have one as well. And uh, yep, thanks, Chris. Yep. Yeah, thank you guys. I appreciate that. And yep. uh, yeah, Chris, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate your time. I know it's a late night for everyone, um, but thank you for coming on. It was uh, awesome having you on. So uh, good yeah, luck this, with this your is great. kids. I and talk to me about uh, shirts. Yeah, if you uh, reach yeah. out to me about shirts, we'll talk about it. So let's do it. All right. Well, thanks a lot. I am uh, Dude Pool, and I'm joined with. Um, Tyler Schaefer. He's on the ball this time. And and uh, we've got Chris uh, Walters from uh, Knows Your Bourbon. And thanks a lot, everyone, for joining. Hopefully you enjoyed it as well as we did. So uh, check out next week, and uh, we'll be back with another episode. Thanks a lot. See you guys. Thanks, guys. See you all. Thank you for joining in for another episode of The Bourbon Hunters. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review at any of the sites where you're listening to the podcast. Also, find us on Instagram and Facebook.